Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth. You're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Friday, June 24th. And we are here trying to help you take the next best financial step in your life. We is me, Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, Mark Talercio. He's running the show from uh, his sick, you know, it's so it's, I don't want anyone to worry. He doesn't have COVID, but he is not feeling great. Again, he had a bad 60 days. I'm going to tell you that right now. You know what? You know what this is. So the preschools dropped the mask mandate, so now the kids don't have to wear masks at school. And it's like all it took was one day that Theo comes home with a runny nose, and that you know he's sneezing in my face left and right, and that's what it is. Oh my God! Of course, you know that's another reason why maybe keeping our masks on longer could be a good idea. Just saying it, guys. Just saying. We'd like to be able to make that something that sticks for a while. Okay. Uh, if you've got a financial question, give us a holler. JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button. And don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter while you're there. Now, I promised you um, that we're, you know, amid all the market volatility, that we would be doing some more email episodes so we can answer lots of questions quickly. Thomas is, you know, this is a somewhat accusatory um, email, Mark. He says, you talk about staying the course. I'm retired. I cannot add to it. And it is going in the toilet. All caps. What do I do? Please help. You know, Thomas, it's not all going to the toilet, hopefully. Um, Again, the way to stay the course and the way to really think about your retirement money is to, let's break some things down. Number one, how much money are you pulling from this account for the next 12 or 24 months? What does that need? Because it's one thing to watch something. It's another thing to actually need the money. So first and foremost, let's get granular. What do we need from this account and when do we need it? Let's make up some numbers, Mark. Let's say that Thomas has, I'm just going to say $500,000. And let's say he is needs, you know, 15 grand a year from the account. So what I would suggest is if you don't have any money in the money market, at the very least, have two years of your living expenses and just sell what you got to sell, put it in cash and don't sweat it. And now when you're what remains, you need to really take a look at this and say, okay, how am I going to set this up for the future? Do I need to reallocate? Is there a sense that you took too much risk coming into this period? Maybe have like a I don't know, maybe you had too much money in longer term bonds. We talked about this a long time ago uh, where, where people were reaching for yield. I think that for a lot of folks, the idea of getting some more interest in a low interest environment kind of lured them into some riskier assets. So let's be smart about this. Let's see what you have. And maybe 
If you're working with a financial advisor, talk to this person, talk about what your alternatives are, but don't be so quick to just throw everything away. I hope that helps. And if you want to come on the air, I promise we'll hold your hand. Okay. Clarence writes, my wife and I are 60. She wants to retire. I make $62,000 a year. Um, and I, I guess he provides the health insurance. They've got $250,000 in cash, $410,000 in a simple IRA. And over the next seven years, I will receive $500,000 in installments. And at age 68, I will start to get installments on $1.7 million from real estate over 10 plus years. Wow. All right. So they got a lot of money. In addition, they have three rental properties. They're worth $600,000. Mortgages total $340,000. It looks like mortgage interest, uh, 4.5% to house worth $400,000. Do I have enough funds to retire at 65? And do I take some cash and pay off a rental or hold on to it and buy real estate when things crash? Or put in a brokerage account, hopefully timing correctly, looking for advice, really nervous to make a move. I mean, they got a lot of money. And he didn't say how much money they spend. That's one key issue here. I'm going to guess. I don't know what your social security benefits are going to be, but I'm going to guess you're in fine shape. Okay. You've got a lot of money. I would not, not buy more real estate. You know, it sounds to me like maybe you're holding a note or something. These installments, as you get this, this in, these installments, I would start building out a brokerage account with low cost index funds. Very simple. You know, I think that if you could do that, it would help your your overall balance of types of assets because you're pretty real estate heavy. No more real estate. Don't pay off the mortgage on the real estate at all. That's not necessary because uh, rental real estate works better when you have a mortgage. So I would just keep that as is. Okay. Mark, how do you feel about LIRPS? L-I-R-P. Life insurance retirement plans, which are essentially, it's just life insurance using it as a savings vehicle. Okay. How do I feel about them? I need to know more information. Um, If you're retiring and you've got other assets and you're funding a life insurance policy, here's what you need to know. These can be really expensive. Okay. It's not to say that you can't have some money that is in an annuity contract. If you had a low cost annuity and you could do that, maybe so. Like everyone always thinks I hate annuities. I don't hate annuities. I hate expensive annuities that are sold by people who don't tell you the downside of annuities. But I need to understand exactly what it is that you're using this for and why you would, why would you use this versus say money that you have in a retirement account or in a brokerage account. I always get nervous about these things, Mark, as you know, because, um, you know, you have certain guarantees and they're sold to people, especially in these kinds of environments where it's very volatile and everyone's like, oh, I want a guarantee and I love this and it's so great. And da, da, da. But they're complicated and they're usually expensive. If you want to follow up with us, send us more information. We were happy to help you out, Sean. Okay. Uh, lerp. I just want to say lerp because it's fun to say. Uh, Okay, here is a question from Ellen, who's 69, and she retired nine years ago. She says, I have a Vanguard donor-advised fund, and I use appreciated stock and mutual funds to fund it, about $50,000 a year. By the way, I love these things, Mark. They're so great. So what happens is, 
you've got an asset, you bought it for $10, it's worth $100. If you gift that $100 into a donor advised fund, you're not going to have to pay capital gains on the money that you put into the fund. And then you don't have to give the money away all at once. And you can kind of do this in years, especially where you think you have a higher tax liability. So it's a great way to do it. You don't have to put the, you don't, you can put the money in the donor's advised fund, but it doesn't have to be gifted all in one year. So you have some time to use it. Okay, so let me go on with Ellen who says, I've used my taxable brokerage up until now. I anticipated using my IRA once my RMD kicks in, but maybe I should be using my IRA account now instead to reduce its value before the RMDs hit. Also, maybe you have a formula for a way to determine how much I could be donating to charity. I have an income of $110,000 a year, a combination of pension and social security. My brokerage account is worth $2.4 million. My IRA is 1.3 and my Roth is 300,000. I have no heirs. All of my accounts continue to grow through dividend and reinvesting. I don't need any additional income. Is there a better way to be funding my charitable giving? So I would keep using the brokerage account, I think. And then I think for the IRA, what you're going to do is when you turn 70 and a half, you can do the um, the QCD, the Qualified Charitable Distribution. And that way, whatever, let's, let me figure out, oh, I love these Ed Slot little doohickeys here. So she's got how much? 2.4 million. And let's just see at age 72, she'd have to take, what do you think her, let's see, 2.4. Should I'll just say she has, she's not really pulling money out. Let's pretend she has two and a half million at age 72. At that point, she'll have, okay, this is great. So I wouldn't do anything with the IRA because what I would do is at the time you turn 72, you can do it as early as 70 and a half, but you can do a qualified charitable distribution and you can take money out starting at age 70 and a half from the IRA. It cannot come to you. The money has to go from the IRA directly to a charity. And I would just use that as the number. And I would use that at 70, 71, and at 72, whatever your required minimum distribution is, have it bypass you and go directly to the charity. You do the qualified charitable distribution, and I think you'd be sweet, and then your brokerage account you can leave alone. Uh-oh, Mark, here is a note from Robert. Subject, where is our tax refund? Hmm. I'm already seething on, be- on behalf of this. A letter from the IRS dated September 2021 states, Ready? Changes to your 2020 Form 1040 adjusted refund, $877.06. Poor Robert. He He got that note and he's never received a check or any further correspondence from the IRS. There is a contact number to call. We've made numerous calls. No one answers. There is a website, but the results are the same. What can be done to retrieve my refund? Great advice you give on CBS Mornings. Love, Dalla Dalla Jill. Mark, what do you think? I don't think there's anything to do except wait. You got to just wait. And I hope you get it one day. There are, I mean, the IRS had said that they kind of plowed through a lot of these, but evidently not all of them because that's an issue. So uh, I'm sorry, Robert, that stinks. What can we do? That's all we're telling you. It's just that that stinks. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Well, Mark, Friday, Friday, Friday. And you know what we do on Friday? We do our business. And I love that. Our music is composed by award-winning composer Joel Goodman. 
Mark Talercio is our award-winning executive producer. Oh, by the way, today's the, uh, tomorrow's like the Gracie Awards luncheon. I'm not going, but thanks for making us the best radio show. We are distributed by Cadence 13. Okay, so don't forget, there's a bunch of stuff on our website. Sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Comes out every Friday. Mark does a great job with that. And if you wouldn't mind, do something nice for someone else today. We'll make that person feel better. It's going to make you feel better. We promise that, okay? Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.